what do you think about Jesus in the wintertime? It has been some good cool weather, and y'all have probably stayed as warm as you could. It's a wonderful thing to have a God that is consistent, and he gives us consistent heat and cold. <laughs> He's consistent with giving us troubles and victories. He is really consistent. And so today, that one of the consistencies is, he said, call on me in the day of trouble, and I will hear you. His ear is not heavy that he cannot hear, and his heart is not broken that it cannot heal. So tonight, we are going to move into this service and develop an aura, a river, of spiritual power.
song just fits the offering. I'm leaning on Jesus to remunerate me. I'm leaning on Jesus to bless. Give and it shall be given. Press down, running over. I have found that to be true. And tonight, uh, we'll take the offering first and then we're going to pray for the people. God to do some fabulous thought planning for people. The way God works is so supernatural. Very quietly, he just puts a thought in your mind. I am still the healer. So Father, tonight as we give, we are believing that your promises are going to absolutely meet our minds, our hearts, our activities. In Jesus' name. Down at the cross where my Savior died. Down where for cleansing from sin I cried. There to my heart was the
women had an accordion and the man and the woman sung. So when we started out on evangelistic field, I just thought I had to sing. About the second time we sung together, she said, if you don't mind, I'll just do the singing and the accordion work, and you do the preaching. And so I don't get in the microphone much at all. I try to sing because it's a wonderful, wonderful thrill to let the river of praise and singing work. Brother Mike, it is great to see you. And we had a lot of people praying for you and just glad that things are moving forward. I would like to mention that Sister Kay Gilbert, if you have not heard about it, had a massive heart attack today while she was washing dishes and, and fell over dead. And uh, so we want to be praying for the Gilbert family and their church family. I cannot even imagine the what is going on in the hearts of those people because Sister Kay Gilbert just been such a life flow. Her dad was in the ministry she has been in the ministry and been so active and, and of course their son has taken over the church as pastor but they're going to need uh, the strength of people such as you that can touch the hem of his garment so let's be praying for the Gilbert family and the Truth Tabernacle Church the Hamill family their niece died unexpectedly from a heart attack, and we're still praying about that. Mitchell DeBose, stage four cancer. When Wendy Fleming has been in the hospital and needs a special touch of God. Olivia, Olivia Harrington, Griff, Griffith's great-grandbaby, is recovering from surgery, but needs uh, the family just needs some strength. Della Joyce is still in need of strength. Uh, Brother Jerry, is there any real update on that? Just going to Dallas tomorrow. I see. Well, we want to be praying for that. And uh, Tammy Welch is doing some better, but still needs a special strength. Uh, she just continues in her faith to push forward. And uh, Sister Vicki Jones, Aunt Grace Ralph, and uh, we want to thank God because she's doing much better, but we want to continue to let that strength fill her life. Randall Clark uh, needs a special job. Karen Reed has cancer. Marla Davis needs healing in her body and let's continue to pray for all of the requests on the overhead as we are moving forward in this year I pray that God would give us such a passion for the people that are in need spiritually mentally and physically could we pray together Father we plead the blood of Jesus we bring the name of Jesus front and center to every one of these conditions. 
we bring the rapture power, that overcoming of the feelings of the flesh to these people tonight. We bring the testimonies of those in the Bible, but so many of us have been healed, and we know that you are a healer, and that you hear us, and that you are going to send angels to people that are in faith so they can receive the healing. In the name of the Lord. I know there's strength in the name of the Lord. And there is power in the name of the Lord. There is hope in the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed is he. scripture to look up perhaps on your phone but uh, we're, we're going to slow down and at the same time hopefully speed up and so tonight I want to start off with the idea and uh, who'd be willing to look up 1 Corinthians 12 and 28 We'll just go ahead and look it up, and then I'll call on you in a minute. But preaching and teaching is good or limited only if the hearer grows and or realizes fruitful and senses room for improvement in fruitful that being fruitful of the opportunity or weakness of being greater or come short. In other words, be ye ready, for in an hour you think not the Son of Man cometh, but he is going to come based on the activity of his body on the earth. The church 
is the body of Christ on the earth. And so that is a very meaningful realization. It's not just a group of people. It is the body of Christ in the earth. And he is still the head. His word is the headship. His spirit is the life flow. And so a healthy body, a people that have focused themselves together. And so preaching or teaching is good or limited only if the hearer grows and or realizes fruitful and senses room for improvement. In fruitful. So who's got 1 Corinthians 12 and 28? Okay, Brother Dickey. And go ahead and read 29 while you're there. Oh, okay. Okay, that's all right. Okay, so the Bible tells us that there are teachers, preachers, but he also tells us there's false prophets. Okay. Go ahead. So it's a, it's a phenomenal thing to have preaching and teaching if the hearer grows and or realizes the fruitfulness and the sense that goes with that hearing. And so the hearing of the word of God is, is extremely uh, important. And so... Did you read 12 and 29 also? Okay. Let's move to Ephesians 4 and 11. For what? Read on just a little bit further. I didn't write. Those are huge things, and so preaching and teaching is only good if that flow continues in this, these readings that you're hearing. Uh, somebody read Acts 13 and 1. <clears throat> have prophets and teachers that minister and many of those are pastors matter of fact I personally think that that based on the word of God that there has to be that ministry of that working 
through the pastoral arena. So what we want to realize is that as we have room for improvement in being fruitful or the opportunity of maintaining a weak position in the community or a greater com position in the community. And so it is the true work of the word and the spirit to bring about the cohesiveness in our personal life, which then becomes multiplied by the people that share the same oh, agreement, where two or three agree as to touching any one thing in my name with faith believing, it shall be done of me. And so as we agree in uh, the last uh, three or four Sundays, we've had quite a good crowd. This past week was only like 130, but at the same time, when you begin just to multiply that in this situation that's going on in our community, in our world, uh, you, you begin to sense the tremendous wave of the Spirit or the tremendous winds of the Spirit and the vast supply of wine or the Spirit that overcomes the deficit of the actual carnal blood thinking. So possibility is within reach because we look like him. And so when we are empowered by his blood through the name of Jesus, which is why the name of Jesus is an imperative, because when you bring that name, you bring the blood. And so that's why he says, never, never profane that name. And I'm, I'm hearing just people in the general public, I'm not talking just to our church. I, I haven't been around a lot of our church family lately to hear it, but I hear people say, oh, Jesus, what in the world's going on? And I, I, I cringe because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Oh, Jesus, why'd you do that? I would be careful, very careful about using that name as just another figure of speech. Because when you bring that name, you bring the blood. And you want to make sure there is a faith behind that and an imperative to receive it. I, uh, I encourage us as we move forward in this lesson and thought patterns tonight that we would be extremely sensitive. Most of us are sensitive to the cold, the, the humid. We are sensitive to strong winds. The last few days has just been so critical with that. And uh, so our sensitivity 
should be elevated to a supremacy of how we respond and how we receive anything that has to do with God or carnality. There should be an adjustment just as we adjust to the cold and as we adjust to the heat and as we adjust to problems. There should be an immediate sensitivity of the body going directly to the head and the head authorizes the counterparts of the body of Christ to be sensitive to somebody that's in need and say, you don't even have to tell them. You, you, you don't have to say, what, what's going on with you? You just tell them, hey, look, man, I just had a passion to pray for you. And, and you don't have to find out what the going through is because sometimes you multiply by talking about it. And then the first thing you know, it's on over five or six levels over. Man, I'm worried about so and so. I tell you what, I, I, I'm just, I'm just sort of fearful that something's really going on. That ought not to be. You say, Pastor, that's just been we've been doing that so long. No. We ought to be confident of this one thing. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. doesn't make any difference if it takes six months, six days, six minutes. He is the healer. And outside of healing, there is a time for everything under the sun, a time to live and a time to die. And you're not going to die till he says it's over unless we literally terrorize our whole body by wrong eating and spirits that bring decline and feebleness to our efforts. It is important that there be preaching and teaching and that there be studious prayer over the word of God. So all things possible is within reach of you. You cannot force other people to receive a healing. You cannot force other people to receive the Holy Ghost. You cannot force people to live holy. Living holy is according to the wisdom of of Solomon's writing when he says through desire a man separates himself and inner trespass comes in the form of the desire the desire
So when we are talking to people, it is real important that we don't try to impose on them and make them feel there's not any chance for them. One of the reasons that I have found in trying to help others is that in our world right now, you have people that would really enjoy getting into what you guys are into. But they're afraid to get into that because if they do, they think that because their mother or dad died without it, that they're saying their mother and dad went to hell. You see that? And so you've got a lot of people right now that don't even want to grow in grace because their family's already gone and, and they didn't have that advantage at that point. And so what they do is they just become lukewarm. And so their passion is not every day reaching for some new dimension of deity because they don't want to make their family or friends look bad. Because the more you exercise yourself unto godliness and the more you grow in grace, the stronger the lumens are in the brilliance of light or wisdom. Those are very synonymous. And so what we are dealing with tonight is trying to make sure of our calling. That's the only one you can make sure of. You can't make your wife. You can't make your husband. You cannot make your parents. We are individually saved. And then as we are migrated together, we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. I would never violate my body willingly. And thus, I cannot violate my brother or my sister willingly. So that's why you have the scripture. If you have ought against somebody, go to them. In the spirit of meekness and fear lest you violate the pattern. See, I, I was so far from God when he came to me. I was so far away from knowing so much that I needed to know, and I was raised in this. My mother was so careful about every bit of the things that had to do with godliness. And so it's a wonderful thing when we realize the strength that we project daily to your mate, to your children, to your parents. And we don't have that many parents here tonight as far as me teaching them, but it's what we teach them at home. And so hopefully every mother and dad is teaching them at home. We are created in his image. The Bible says male and female created he them. Body, heart, 
soul, mind, and strength. Those are the parts that need feeding to make us complete. Ye are complete in Christ. And so that is a extremely sensitive area. He, God, took upon himself the form of man. That, that's huge. Because he wanted us to have a visible how he treated. And that's why Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are so synonymous in their talking about this baby that was born in a stable that grew up to be a teacher and then let them hang him on a cross. I mean, he goes from the counterpart of being so powerful and then he looks like weak. But when that grave opened up, the strength of what he was teaching was made manifest because he told them. Three days, three nights, I'm out of here. And that's what we ought to be able to do because we have that same bloodline. It don't happen overnight. But here is the whole thing that I have tried several times to get through to us. If we are at a snail's pace and that's all we can do and we are 50 feet behind some fast paced person that's really moving on in a moment in the twinkling of an eye if we are in Christ and totally sold out to him whether we're here or 50 miles behind somebody else both are going to be raptured at the same time along with the dead so anything in between between the dead and those that are looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, that's when faith is finished. The last step is rapture. Oh, I wish somebody said real good. Rapture. That's what we were looking for. And so I don't want to get over here and get lukewarm. Because the day I get lazy or complacent or like, well, I don't know if I need any more of Jesus or I don't know if I need to study any more of the word or I don't know if I need to really keep reaching out to the lost. I don't know. You know, I'm just about to give up on this old world. I think I'm just going to satisfy. He said, let me tell you something about the lukewarm. I'll spew them out. Now, before you get to thinking that he's going to totally foul you up, when he says, I'll spew you out of my mouth, he will stop speaking what you want to hear. And you have to be hungry for him to feed us bread. You have to be filled with faith to have the advantage of the bread. You've got to be walking in the spirit to cause the bread or the truth to become a part of your hands, your head, your eyes, your mouth, and everything that's part of us. That's what it means to be holy. When you hear us, you ought to hear him. 
When you see us, you ought to see him. When you feel our presence, you ought to feel his presence. That's what it means to be holy. Now, to dress godly and dress righteous is discipline. That's where we discipline this flesh or crucify this flesh and say, you're not going to do that. You're not going to pursue the world and try to follow their methods and follow their means and follow the way they act. No, 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 no. We are separated unto him, him alone. We are the bride. The counterpartner. Somebody say partner. I want to be his partner. I don't want him to have one doubt about me loving the world, loving the things in the world. I don't want him to have to be trying to make sure. And so he said, I'll give you pastors and I will give you prophets and apostles to try to maintain the integrity of this, I'm sold out to Jesus. You're not going to get me to love the world and the things in the world. I'm just going to use them and I'm just going to take advantage of them, but I'm never going to love them like I love him. He gets all of my integrity. He gets all of my hunger. He gets all of my thirst. He gives me all of his wisdom. He gives me all of his power. He gives me all of his glory. Glory equals victory. I'm here to tell somebody tonight, you and I are about to invade a city with the angels of God, with the word of God, with the power of the Holy Ghost and the power of the resurrection. I'm telling you, that's what the book of Joel is talking about when he says there will be a major revival, an outpouring. And that's where the Word of God is so powerful and implicit. And that's why that we had on the uh, screen Sunday the pitiful houses on both sides of the mansion. And his whole concept was this. Love your neighbor as yourself. I didn't have to take the time Sunday, but I, I'll bring it back to your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's huge. I want them to have a mansion too. So I will help mow their yards, so to speak. I will help paint their house, so to speak. But mainly, I am going to share with them the means by which I came out of darkness into his marvelous light. Unless the marvel is gone. Or the excitement of being a child of God and the thrill of being a Christian it's tempered down to where so many people call themselves Christians the Christians gave their life for the Messiah Paul lived to write the fabulous books that he wrote many of the days that he spent writing was in prison. Brother Jeff, by the way, we thank you for going back in there. Matter of fact, I'd like for us just to pray right now that God give him a double outpouring of spiritual virtue as he goes back in there. He God, we are not here just to go through some routine. We are not here to get stamped as being here. We are here to let brothers and sisters know we stand ready with them, whatever they're going through, whatever they're do, trying to put 
produce out there in the world. And God, there's some prisoners out yonder that need the power source of this assembly. And we are thanking you because you have given us that beautiful, beautiful thrill. I want to just, I tried to write all of this down because I don't want to forget it. The preacher that chooses to teach and preach anything less than Christ in you, the hope of glory. And what I am seeing in the general public that if you say, I accept Christ as my Savior, that you are born again. And ladies and gentlemen, that's just not truth. He said, except you be born again, you cannot be my disciple. So we, we don't argue with people about this kind of stuff. We go to the Word. That's why I just quoted the Word, is because you know that's true. But to quote the Word is to give them a sense of stability. Because otherwise, they're just tossed to and fro, as the Bible uses the term, from everything that's going on. One day, they're saying they love God, and the next day, they just nearly despise him because he didn't work quick enough, or he didn't do it the way they wanted it done. Ladies and gentlemen, he told us up front, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. We should not take it as if God has, for, uh, uh, has actually uh, moved away from his promise or, or faked us out. No. He put that chapter in Ecclesiastes because he said there is a time to everything under the sun. Many people cannot handle talking in tongues because it's such a powerful force and they don't have the biblical foundation for how to use it. And you saw that many years ago in the four or five elements that we saw that as they continually faded and they're no longer happening, they talked in tongues. But that didn't mean they lived godly. It didn't mean that they maturated in the things of God. They just talked in tongues. And, it, and that's wonderful. Many of them probably are still walking in the Spirit. But many of them are not because they had no foundation to live their life on. And every wind of doctrine or false doctrine blew them away there are so many demons that have encountered God and they know how to fake people out. That's why it's so imperative to daily bread, to daily quote scripture, to daily stir up the gift, to daily help somebody exercising their self. The Bible tells us through 
all this wilderness that we're going through, and he shared it with these people here. And one of the things that we must be careful about is that Moses did go across the Red Sea. Moses did smite a rock, and it spewed out water. But it also, he got to listening to the people and spent 38 years going in a circle. And with many of them, the Bible said, God was not well pleased. Well, that's, that's just pretty stout stuff. I'm not willing to go to church, to go to church, to go to church, to go to church, to preach at church, to preach at church, to preach at church. He tells Timothy, stir up the gift. Be a profitable servant. Get more so you can give more. Get something out of every meal. We quit eating certain meals if we don't find strength and longevity in it. And so what happens is when we're not eating or studying the word and then having preaching of the word, then we become weak in the faith. And so it, it, it's, it's huge. So crucifying the flesh a willing sacrifice, the Bible said, shall never die. And he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. I would, like, I would not want to go a day without hearing from God. I just, I don't trust myself enough with what's happening out there and, and the people I'm encountering. I, I, there's got to, the least I can do is give them a smile for their frown. Just let them know there's something going on in the kingdom. It's not lifeless. It's not a group that shows up once every two or three uh, services or whatever. No, 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 no. It, it, it's a daily program. He is the light 24-7. We should be at least 12-7. There is no reason it will be worth it all. To believe in God is to believe his word. And one of the things his word says is no chastening or reprimanding for the present seemeth good. But it's not good. And so the obligation of ministry is to make sure that this is overcome and this is come over. And so we were disciplined just like we were at home. How many of you got disciplined? Don't raise a hand. I just want you to think about it. There's an old saying about spoil the child and all of that stuff. There's a little more legitimacy to that. No chastening for the present seemeth good, the children say. It's not good. He chasteneth whom he loveth. That love is a extremely positive power source. We don't develop life by just thinking about it by just hearing about it. We develop 
the life of God in Christ by utilizing it, performing it. The spirit of truth will lead and guide us to truth that frees us from the law of sin and death. You don't have to worry about whether you're going to go to heaven or not if you're walking uprightly and in the spirit. You can tell the devil, goodbye, Charlie. Hope there's no Charlies here. Goodbye, Bolivar Sockwad. You don't know him, do you? Okay, good. That's a, I'll try to start using that one. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to lose my sensitivity to cold and hot and become lukewarm. You're either hot or cold, he said. Passionate or powerless to transform a world around you. I refuse to fit in with lost souls, but I also refuse to stay home away from them. I'm not going to talk their language to gain their friendship. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be nice. That's what Jesus was to me. But he did not have leniency in saying, well, you know what? I understand you got your way of doing stuff and I got my way of doing stuff. No, no, no. He said it's either my way or your way and my way will lead you to heaven. Your way, sin, will lead you to death. It's huge. But we don't throw that in people's face. I'm just trying to say that's where we have to make our decision. We take the goodness of God to the spiritual and the vagrants, both. Challenging them with the victorious life. We boast only of the Father or the source of all of our riches. We don't boast about what we've done. We boast about God has been helping me. God has encountered our given me wisdom and knowledge and outside of that I wouldn't be able to have all of the peace and joy and righteousness that I'm afforded but Jesus came to me and knocked on the door of my heart and said let me in and I will come in and I will sup with you and you with me you will give me your poverty and I will give you my riches you will give me your weakness, and I will give you strength in place of your weakness. That's what he's doing. And that's what's going to create the scenario. The weak are going to get weaker, and they're going to cave in to more sodomy. They're going to cave in to more uh, ill uh, situations, being spiritually in deficit. It's going to get worse. But on the other side... This group, blood-bought, walking in the Spirit, 
walking in the faith, loving their neighbor as their self, loving the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength is going to escalate because the light gets brighter with all of that. And as that occurs, this suddenly, these people don't have to be told. They see the testimony of the righteous and they see the victory of the righteous and they see the supremacy of the righteous. The righteous are not worried. The righteous are not fearful. The righteous are not caving in and telling people, oh, I know how you feel, man. I feel the same way. No, no, no. No, we're not like the world. We have come out of the world. We are coming into Christ. Doesn't mean you're not tempted to cave in. There's a difference between giving in and confessing, I'm just about ready to give up. Instead of, I am weak, but I am going to pray until I get strong. I'm going to eat bread until I am so strong that no devil is going to cause me to be deceived. I need Jesus. I wish we'd pray for right now for everybody in this city. Friends, neighbors, definitely our family and close acquaintances. I'm talking about cry out to God. Travail, when Zion travails, sons and daughters are going to be born. You won't have to hype it up with music. There will be a spiritual worship that envelops the service. God, tonight, we are receiving the word of God. We are the people of God. We maintain the integrity of your name, your word, your spirit. We live to live the word. We live to help the pitiful. We live and we're not about to surrender our position because you have made us so much greater than we were. And we want our neighbor to have a beautiful experience with you. In Jesus' name. I wish you'd stretch forth your hand toward the pulpit and ask God, don't let our preacher faint in the day of trouble. There's a lot of trouble going on in a lot of areas. I need your prayers. I need your glory, your victories. I need it. And whoever comes after me is going to need it. And there are some of the most beautiful people sitting in this place tonight. And I covet your faith and your prayers. Praise God. I wonder if we could just stand all over the building and praise him for another night in his courtyard. Thank you, Jesus, for letting us come into your courtyard where you sit supreme. And your word reigns. And your authority is felt in this house. I praise your wonderful name. I wish you'd pray for your neighbor right now. Let's multiply this spirit that's in this house. Your wife, your husband, pray one for another, the Bible said. I praise you, God, for this great group of people. Some of them are online, but they're taking hands with their neighbor, their, their wife, their husband, their children. We are going 
to overcome the satanic influence in our schools. We are going to overcome the satanic influence in our government and local settings. We are going to set such a fire that the powers of hell have to run and flee. You said, in my name shall I cast out devils. We're going to see that. We're going to experience that. In my name, you're going to be able to bring healing to the sick. In my name. Oh, praise God. Why don't we just praise him for the opportunity he's given us. Oh, thank you, Lord, for saving you want to come to the altar and just put a two-minute sacrifice on the altar. That'd be a good thing. You don't have to spend the night at the altar. God receives messages quick. But he said, the altar is a place of sacrifice. That's why we come to the altar. I'm sorry I didn't think of this sooner but the radio station that actually provides us ministry and uh, there are so many people already in this city that tell me when I'm in in, in their presence I hear you every Sunday on the radio somebody came and stole all the copper out of the uh, what would you call that the tower the tower stole all the copper and they're not even sure they're going to be able to publish 
their radio material of the upcoming week. And I, I told them, I said, well, don't worry about it from our standpoint, but, you know, certainly we want to keep it aired as much as possible. But I'd like for us to pray a prayer. Uh, Sister Weems' daughter, she, if she senses we're getting close to the end of the week and she don't have that radio broadcast, Pastor Meyer, you going to get that up here? Or she'll call the secretary and say, uh, we need that broadcast. Let's pray for that situation. I can't imagine anybody doing that. God, I pray for that company. And I pray that your spirit literally invade with courage and with a solid mind and a thought pattern that will make them a greater community effort in Jesus' name. Thank you, and you be sure and tell her that we prayed for them tonight. Okay. Anybody else got anything before we leave? Can we pray for Brother Phil Hudson that broke oh. his leg and had a pin, a rod put in it today? Right. Brother Pastors Phil Hudson. Pastors in Denton. We were over at their house yesterday, and, and he had told me that he had some little problems, but after we left and on into the afternoon, he broke his leg, and they have put a steel rod in it. And so uh, you men were at men's conference, and the men that were there was blessed by his ministry. It was just absolutely great. I told him that yesterday. I wanted him to know that uh, we really appreciated that. Father, I pray for the Hudson family, and I pray for the strength that goes with it. And again, I pray for the Gilbert family. In Jesus' name, let the glory of the Lord canopy those areas and by the power of the Holy Ghost. God bless you. Let's move forward. And Brother Mike, again, we're glad you made it through. And all the others that are coming through. God bless.